Welcome to Herman Singh's Future Compass. Understanding today, preparing for tomorrow. Collaboration in a digital age. The nature of work and the workplace has been evolving for centuries in a very deliberate direction. Yet careers continue to be designed in a very fixed and static manner. And decision-making has largely not adapted at the required rate. Prehistoric records of human settlements prove that humans were largely omnivores and hunter-gatherers living in small family groups. This meant that they were interacting with small groups of people and on largely simple coordination tasks aligned for navigation, survival, shelter, warmth, etc. Hunting, when it happened, was largely opportunistic and centered on small animals. This required little collaboration between members of the group. Gradually, the records show that humans began to hunt larger prey as they began to follow the herds and to secure a larger and more reliable source of meat and protein. It's not clear whether the community grew because of the certainty of food supply or because larger groups were more successful at hunting. Either way, it's clear that the hunting of larger prey was a key ingredient in the development of the human brain. Very few predators hunting groups. This includes lions, hyenas, wolves and wild dogs on land and dolphins and orcas at sea. Even large whales at times are observed to cooperate in closing in and harvesting krill together for maximum advantage. These groups of animals have developed much larger brains due to the need for more communication and coordination as rapid observation, planning of tactics, and the feedback as the tactics are executed are key aspects of their success as a species. More sophisticated communication requirements were a key driver in the evolution of cranial capacity, and this has also facilitated the evolution of much larger communities. Lion prides rarely number more than a dozen, and it is similar with hyenas and even dolphin pods, although superpods of a few hundred have been observed on occasion. The combination of larger networks and the need for greater and more sophisticated communication clearly led to the development of larger societies and groups of individuals working for longer periods in the pursuit of a common goal. Initially survival and then institutionalized and rule-based activities such as hunting. Over time, the knowledge base of humans increased and led to farming and the domestication of animals, both needing sharing of knowledge and the creation of more tools and even bartering to exchange goods and services. All of this was heavily dependent on leveraging the power of human muscle to a great extent and brains to a smaller but growing extent. The advent of the water wheel allowed an attached grain milling machine to do the work of hundreds of muscled individuals and eventually a steam engine followed by electricity drove this mechanization process even further. The power of rivers, coal and eventually the sun or the atom replaced the need for human muscles to be the driver of output and what has become known as GDP. Steam drove the first industrial revolution and rapid electrification drove the second one, thus unleashing great wealth generation capacity across the industrialized nations and a century and a half later to the newly industrialized nations in the Far East. Mechanization was achieved through machines, which were basically the crystallization of thousands of hours of specialist applied knowledge. Human interactions in factories and mines were largely transactional and focused on coordination of tasks with only a few focused on planning and control. And these were mainly supervisors, managers and specialists, such as in procurement or logistics. The 1970s and 80s saw a dramatic change in the equation with GDP growing without a commensurate increase in the consumption of energy and raw materials and commodities key markets for a rapidly industrializing world. This augured in the age of the rapid growth of the service sector and with it, the enormous growth of office and service sector jobs with a move away from farm, factory and mining employment. Many countries rapidly moved to 86% or higher employment 
in the service sector, and offices were rapidly turning into service factories, focusing on transaction processing in high volumes, such as order processing, dealing with customer inquiries, and processing vast amounts of paperwork in a workflow. Human interactions in service factories were, again, largely transactional, and similarly focused on coordination of tasks, with only a few focused on planning and control, that is, managers, supervisors, and specialists, such as process design or sales. Technology advancements rapidly followed, and the move of mechanization to augment muscles was followed by the move to use ICT to augment brains. The service sector proved to be a rich target with the growth of software rapidly automating many back and middle office jobs. Software was again basically the crystallization of thousands of hours of specialist applied knowledge, hence the name application. And a lot of this was designed to replace the heavy, labor-intensive and therefore costly transactional burden. Many applications were created to automate transactional service factories in banking, insurance, travel, and retail. The knowledge-based economy was advancing rapidly. Work was evolving to a situation where humans were operating applications that executed the transactions. The transactional work, therefore, was rapidly decreasing. And similar to planes, power stations, or automated power plants, humans were monitoring the operation of processes and applications through control stations. Their tasks were largely control and reporting-based, and the work was mainly historical in nature, not real-time. Fewer workers could now operate large systems and would collaborate on how the systems operated to ensure harmony and consistency. Collaboration was mainly in the long-term planning and strategy functions. This all changed rapidly as the digital age manifested. Suddenly, products and services were becoming redundant at an increasing rate, and the demand for new innovations using new technology grew exponentially. Processes need to be redesigned rapidly, and customers were increasingly serving themselves and monitoring the progress of their own orders. Even sales and advertising were becoming digital in nature. The world had moved to a situation where change, rapid innovation, and experimentation became the norm. This meant that rapid learning was required, and that the need for more multifunctional teams grew, as technologies and functional specialization grew enormously. The growth of the tech giants and millions of aggressive and disruptive startups made this even more urgent. Work was no longer focused on doing what we had always done a little bit better. It was not even about doing different things. It was, in fact, about making what we used to do redundant. We were having to bring disruption inside the organization, but in a scientific and managed manner. The tasks of employees were no longer about managing transactions or generating reports. It was now moving to more forward planning, analysis, and the redesign of products, services, and practices, and, of course, a greatly increased focus on creative and knowledge-based work. Offices were now virtual and global and were now not service factories but design studios. Collaboration was becoming more complex and time-bound. Hierarchies were less relevant, and teams realized that none of us were as smart as all of us. Leveraging this meant a new impetus for collaboration, renewed focus on the science of lean and agile, thus ushering in the new age of collaboration. You've been listening to Herman Singh's Future Compass, brought to you by Future Advisory and Solid Gold Podcasts. Professor Singh specializes in digital transformation, disruption, and startup acceleration, and keeps his finger on the pulse of change so that you can make better decisions.